Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hey Jim, who are we waving to? Oh, all our fans. Out there. All the fans. Jesus. Keep your shirt on. <laughs> keep your shirt on. <laughs> this is a conservative town. No, it's a keep, big keep, fat guy over there. Oh, it's a fat guy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about me? I have oh. my shirt on. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you and I got to keep our shirts on. So Ben was working with me today. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to finish up a job, which is, you know, which goes for contractors and goes for homeowners themselves. Mm-hmm. So you, he's got a little patchwork that he's doing. So I told him to get the Easy Sand 20 to use, you know, that which is the powder mix. Mm-hmm. You add enough water to it, you mix it, and you have, it says you have 20 minutes to work with it, but right. actually you don't. I just want to give this tip out to the contractors <laughs> and to the homeowners out there. Yeah. And he couldn't understand because he's been using it for a while. And easy sand is a lot different than regular compound in a bucket. Right. It doesn't have that same consistency. Mm-hmm. It's got a it's got a glue base into it or whatever the, the situation's in it that, it that makes it harden. So anyway, so he's working it today and he's like, oh my God, everything is season up on me. It's like, I, I, I can't, it's not working right for me. And, you know, he's, he was getting very frustrated with it. Hmm. And I said, first of all, I said, is a lot easier to work with easy sand in the winter or in the fall than it is in the summer. Really? Especially, yes, because of this. If you read the back, it tells you when you add water to easy sand, you're not really supposed to add water back to it again because it accelerates the harden the hardening okay. on the compound. So once it's mixed, you gotta work with it. You kind of pretty much you you've got it, you've got about a 30 second window if you have to add more water to it. Mm-hmm. But if after that, if you start to add water to it after you've been mixing it for about a minute, minute and a half or whatever, you're done. You're hmm. it's not it's going to it's going to accelerate. And before you know it, boom, it's going to be hard. Hmm. But I was telling him, I said, listen, to what we're dealing with, we're dealing with almost 100 percent humidity here. Right. So you're basically adding water to the material, even though you're not. So the humidity, the, hum- the humidity in the air mm-hmm. is going to accelerate your hardness on the easy sand. You don't have 20 minutes. Yeah. I said, on a day like today, bud, and there's no air conditioning in that house, you're dealing with, you got about eight, eight to nine minutes Oof. before. Yeah. So if you're mixing up with, you know, a moat, which is a small pan, you got to make sure you don't mix a lot, lot of it. Right. You got to keep going back. It, so easy sand basically can be a real pain in the ass. Right. If you don't, you got to really know that material and you, you got to know it in the weather. Um because hmm. if you if you're working in an air conditioned house and you're mixing it in an air conditioned house, it's a totally different animal. You're you're dealing in a controlled environment and the air quality and the air is not humid. Mm-hmm. Boom. When you're doing it in humid humid weather, you're you're in for it. It's right. You just cut your time, your drying time in half. Hmm. Now the thing about easy sand too is that it hardens mm-hmm. and it does. It looks like it's still wet, right? And it still is. But if you're good enough with it, and if you're, if you know how to use a knife, you can give it a forty minutes and add another, do another coat, another coat. Yeah, you know, you it's not going to dry that day. So we what we try to do is when we're doing a patch or we're, we're trying to finish what we got to do, we'll get at least two coats on during the day, and then conditions permitting, get another coat on it. We've done three in one day, mm-hmm. but we'll, we're going to do one tomorrow morning, first thing, yep. uh, and bring in a hair dryer, a, well, a, a dryer. The dryer, yep. The air dryer. Dry it up, yep. and we should be fine. Nice. It should work out just fine. 
Awesome. Yeah. She can be done in no time. Right. So 90 minutes, you got 20. You got five. I don't know how you can work five minute easy. How does that work? Do they even make a five? Uh, Jesus, it's hard. I think 15 I... is like the lowest, isn't it? No, five. Five is really. No five. Kidding. All I know is five, 20, <laughs> five, 20, 45 and 90. Wow. And I'll tell you what. Don't think you're going to in a day like today. Don't think yeah. you got 90 minutes on that. Mm-mm. No way. That is 30 minutes tops. Wow. Fast. The five minutes got to be like mixing plaster. Yeah. Hardens like a rocket. Let it throw it on a wall. Done. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you got to move fast. I don't know how I, I I'm not, I'm afraid to even use it. I mean, it'd be I a waste of money. Imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. No, it's got to be a little patchy. Though, that's it's it. got to be. Works for some people. Yes, yes, it does. So you've been putting in windows. Yeah, so that. So I was explaining this to another customer. We we're talking about uh, windows, <clears throat> and actually, I got into the situation where I needed a window in a pinch, and um, I went to Home Depot, and they have Anderson windows, and like there's the Anderson window, the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Which is what the two hundred series? I thought it was four hundred, but it could be two hundred. Four hundred is the is the wood. Is the wood right? Yeah. So two hundred is the right. Yeah. Right. Final. And I was I have to say that I was impressed with um, not just Anderson the Anderson window, but impressed at the stock that Home Depot had on the certain size windows. Mm-hmm. I, I really was. I was like, geez, I I would make this work in my house if mm-hmm. I had to frame out. I'd frame out for these windows. Absolutely. So a two hundred series window can go anywhere between. Uh, like between 200 to 25 it's under 300 bucks yes now the window that i got was a slider an anderson slider vinyl and um it was five feet long mm-hmm. and it was wah wah 42 inches high okay i think 250 bucks yeah nice and it was oh my god i put it up and i was like this is really good i was very happy with it yeah it wasn't like crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, the Anderson windows are nice. You know, it was, it was built right. And it's so funny, too, because if you buy a, and people don't know this, but if you buy a 400 series, 200 series, or whatever window you're buying, it's all the same glass now, right? It's all low E. Yes. Right? Yeah. What's the what's argon the, gas? Yeah, argon gas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're paying for the bells and whistles. You are. What you're paying for. Yeah. Right. But the Anderson 400 series window is great. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, tilts in. Um, it's got a wood, wood interior. It's got a clabbered on the outside, mm-hmm. like, a, it's like an aluminum clad, like a or vinyl clad, clad. Yeah. vinyl clad. Yeah. I, I think it's vinyl. It could be. And, uh, built very well. Yeah. But those windows are going to go between 400, 425, 475. Mm-hmm. The bigger the window, the more expensive it yeah. is. <clears throat> and then you got to buy the screen separate. Right. Right. Those windows that we put in, which were the, uh, casement windows, which yep. are the ones that, that roll out. Yep. Um, how much was that window? That was a, that was a, that's a triple window. That was a triple window. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was probably a little over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But right. I mean, it's a big window and it was made to be that way so that it, it was going in a bedroom and uh, Jimmy and, and Ben had to lower the opening to, to make it to code. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just when you have casement windows like that, they have to you know open up wide enough so that somebody like a fire fire you know, firefighter can get in with their backpack on and just kind of slip through. Well, I was, when I put in a a casement window, when it's that big, Mm -hmm. I usually take, I set up on the side of the house. I am, um, 
which is another cool thing that Anderson does now. They give you a temporary handle. Oh, really? A black handle. Yeah. To open and close. Oh, nice. It so you don't have to open up the packet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take out the cranks. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So I couldn't take the window out because they usually you just take a screwdriver and you pop it. Yeah. You just pop it out and just pull the guide out. Yeah. And the, I, I was, I was telling the homeowner. This used to be second nature to me, but I'm not going to push it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong or right. So I got to find out yeah. what the new gimmick is because it used to be so easy to pop them in and pop them out. Right. This one was, no, I was didn't want to dent or, oh, geez, no. We got it oh. in. We yeah. got it in, dude. Yeah. It, looked, it looks fine. It looks yeah. Great. So the only thing that you can't get at Home Depot or Lowe's in stock is a tempered glass mm-hmm. window, which makes sense because, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to store all that extra inventory mm-hmm. just so you have a you know tempered glass so i mean you do need tempered glass if you're anywhere within five feet of a water source so and typically in bathrooms you go with a tempered glass how about all right here's a cook tempered glass window in a mm-hmm. bathroom all mm-hmm. right all right but it's near the sink and mm-hmm. the shower's on the other side mm-hmm. you still need a tempered glass window mm-hmm. if you're within five feet why <laughs> i don't know <laughs> why am i going to get this urge to Slam my hand into the glass. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's the code. I believe that's an international code, too. So that's nationwide. So any bathroom window has got to be tempered. Unless it's far enough. And believe it or not, they don't consider a toilet a water source. I'm so confused. Because <laughs> you remember um, that full house remodel we did over here on Roxbury? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they had two windows in their bathroom. Right. One was within five feet of the shower. The other one was right over the toilet. The one over the toilet did not need tempered glass. The only, the other one needed. All right. So then I didn't need tempered glass on the window that's in my bathroom. You're five feet from the from the shower tub. You could you couldn't reach that. There's yeah. No way. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't get it. Don't there's know. there's a reason for it, but all right. Okay. Well, that's good to <laughs> we, know. We don't know. It's good to know. Yeah. And tempered yeah. glass is a lot more expensive than the regular window. It is. It is. Like a couple hundred bucks more? At least. Sometimes it's close to double. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Which to me, you know, especially when, you know, they talked about, I think we may have talked about this on the show a while back, um, but, you know, south of 95, um, they require tempered glass for all windows. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that law changing now? So. It, what happened was is they considered um so i'll just give everybody a quick little rundown yeah. so this is how connecticut works so um the connecticut river is considered a water source so the inspectors in like the hartford area farmington and th- those different areas there they were being required to put in tempered glass because they were within certain within two miles of uh the long island or a, a water body of water so they went and lobbied to have the thing changed. So now all we have to do is just write up a form. You send it to the state and they go ahead and give you the okay that you don't need them. <laughs> Had they not considered the body of water, the river, we'd all be doing it still. We'd still be doing every single winter temp- tempered. And and I no, think if you're now, now if you're if but if you're a firefighter, how do you get through a window if it's tapered? Well, you're, you're saying you're saying you're saying tempered, but yeah. wait a minute. 
I thought the windows that were down south of 95, even at, like in Florida and even all those houses along the shore, mm-hmm. that they had to be um, hurricane windows, meaning that nothing could penetrate the glass, like a two by four. Yeah, which is like kind of like a tempered glass. Yeah, right. but it's a hurricane like, rated window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those are double the cost. And those those laws are changing. Only because of certain people that had some power up in the Hartford area. They lobbied against it and now you can get it waived. You don't I have to do it, it. I find that honestly more dangerous. I do having too. A piece of glass. You're inside, you're in a fire, you can't get out. The fireman can't get in to save you. Right. What do you do? There's not might as well just be a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't buy the chat. You know, as a matter of fact, I got into it with an architect one time. Um and we talked about this and I said, why can't you just put plywood over the window in the winter in the winter? Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna have a hurricane. Put it. You know, some people don't want the little screw marks outside their mm-hmm. windows. Mm-hmm. Put, I'll definitely go with that rather than a freaking window. And you know, and I also heard shit too, and and this is what I have to that's how I have to say it is because if you if you take a, a hurricane direct hit on your window, mm-hmm. you lose the seal of the window. You can so you might have to replace the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, and they wouldn't let you do the the plywood for a while either. I mean, they wanted the actual hurricane hardware that you had to put around your window that the uh, plywood would attach to. Or you buy the hurricane shutters. Or you buy the hurricane shutters. I would buy the hurricane shutters and a hurricane door and all that stuff Mm. before I got a hurricane window. Because the hurricane shutters are doing the same thing as the window was doing. Yep, it's blocking anything. But it's, it's cheaper. You know, and I have to say, I've seen people with the hurricane shutters and the hurricane windows. It doesn't look bad. No. It doesn't look bad at all. But that hardware is not not pretty. No. So. That you attach the plywood to. Uh, Got these like big black brackets all around your window. Uh, doesn't look nice. Doesn't look nice. I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You don't care what it looks like from the outside. Uh, you know, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, there's ways you can dress it up and doctor it up. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned. Probably. But now we don't have to worry about it. Well, I, but I think, I think that's changing all over the country, though. I think like on the shorelines, like in Texas and well, in Florida, I know that they're, they're fighting that. Now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's basically FEMA's rule. So we have to, override right. FEMA's law. Right. But Jesus, you take a hurricane down south. Oh, what are you going to do? Don't go in the tub. Just hide behind the window because the, hide, the window <laughs> right. ain't going to yeah. do it. No, that's going to be great. The rest of the house is gone, but these windows, look, yeah. they still slide up and down. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't like them. Don't, no. I don't like it. don't like it at all. No. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, what else happened? And that was just, uh, <laughs> it was something else that I was looking into. Um, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the great tools that was invented, uh, what, about 10 years ago has now come full circle and everyone can get it now. Remember the fine tool when it first came oh, out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you can get them. <clears throat> Milwaukee makes them. DeWalt makes them. You know, we used to use duck hole saws to say, cut yeah. the trim and yep, all that stuff. yeah. Now you can get what they call a fine tool or a multi tool, which is a takes puts mm-hmm. a you put a blade on it, you can cut molding, cut everything, sheetrock, yeah, pieces of wood, this that the other. Yeah, thing. they got metal blades and everything yeah. else. So 
I got into it with one of the distributors that calls me all the time. Um, I'm not going to say his name right now. Um, I'll bring it up later on in another conversation. Mm-hmm. But they have a, they have, um, I guess one of the big companies that they use is like Viper. They make they make everything now. Viper is a, uh, I, I think they're out of China or I don't know whether they're out of mm-hmm. no, I think they're in the United States. But they make everything. They make flashlights, lights, all sorts of cool stuff. Yep. So he was pushing those fine tool blades on me. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, yeah, bring them to me. He goes, but I says, you can't beat the Bosch blades. The Bosch blades are like two and a half inches. Mm-hmm. And they've got like a curve to them. Yep. And they're phenomenal. And what do they cost? Oh, I got to say, I I have to, I buy a package of 10 of them. Okay. So over 100 bucks for the whole package. Yeah. But they're worth it. Yep. Because you can use them and oh my God, they're and they're they're fantastic. Yep. And this guy was swearing to me about the Viper Blade. And I was just like, All right, I'll try it. Like, nope. Can't really? You tried it? Yeah. Yeah. Halfway. They lasted half as long as the Bosch blades do. Oh wow. Bosch blades. Shit. Next time when I get it, it won't be next week, but the week after. There is a sawzall blade out there. I know we talked about Diablo blades. Yeah, Diablos, yep. I have an orange blade. And I actually talked to the distributor where I got them from. It's an orange blade. So pissed that I forgot them. It's it's in my truck. These blades are amazing. Dude. Really? Yeah, they're the, like the metal blade. Yeah, Paul. I swear by them. And wow. I called the guy. Says, dude, these are the ones I. If you have these, these are the ones I will I will get. Yep. Bosch makes a demo blade, mm-hmm. which is sick looking, mm-hmm. and that cuts nails, plywood. I yep. think it almost cuts stone for crying out loud. And those last a really long time and they're durable. Mm-hmm. But these other orange blades that I have that I used were were fantastic. They um, come in different sizes too. Yeah, yeah. all sizes. Yeah, they've got a wood blade too, which is very good. Mm-hmm. They're metal blades. It's like hmm. it's off the chain. It's really really good. Really happy with that. So I want to say something about the fine tool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a bimetal blade, meaning it can cut wood, hardwood, or you can cut nails with it. Mm-hmm. Now you can cut up to. 12 penny, six penny, um, you know, fine nails, brad nails that'll all cut. But when you're cutting into a thicker nail, and I was talking about this today with Ben, and he's like, you know, I'm burning my blades out. I said, first of all, metal on metal, you should be at a low, low speed, not a high speed, low mm-hmm. speed, because mm-hmm. metal works like machinists will even tell you that when they drill through steel, a drill through steel, it's very low. Mm-hmm. It's a very low twist, and they add a little oil to it, and you, it's like butter. It's the same thing with the oscillating blades that you use. If you slow your blade down and you let the blade do the work, mm-hmm. you cut through the steel much faster, quicker, and you save your blade life. Mm. When you start applying pressure and you're pushing it, you're burning your blade out. Yeah. It's just it's kind of – the Bosch blade will hold up for it for mm-hmm. a while, but heat is heat. Once things get too hot, Mm-hmm. You, you know, they start losing. You know, they start losing their um, durability and their strength, and mm-hmm. they start to wear out real quick. So that's just a tip of the trade. I think those fine tools are great for anyone, men, women, contractors. Everybody can use those things. They're great. Nice. Yeah. So everybody, buy a fine tool. Buy a fine tool, <laughs> and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'll tell you that is the one tool. That I can't stand the sound. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You should wear earplugs. Yeah. 
You should. It's, it sounds like it sounds like you're listening to a you're listening to a mosque in you know high speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the dentist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, it's awful. 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 Then it came to the job that you and Lloyd were on. You guys were both using them. I was like, oh. Yeah. What's worse than one? Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Yeah, but yeah, it, we save a lot of time. You did, and you don't hack up the walls. It used to be we used to use sawzalls. Yeah, you just bend the blades, bang, play with bang, bang. bang. You'd have these, you'd have these J blades Ugh. bent all over. Yeah, popping stuff. Now the fine tool. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing how we use that more now than the sawzall. Yep, yeah, sawzall is great for like demo. You know, even cuts a cast iron tub. You get the right blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot easier to get it down the stairs in pieces. <laughs> but you have to be careful with those sawzalls, like Mr. Ben learned. Well, first of all, <laughs> let's get into it. First of all, this is something I just found out, by the way. Okay. Which I, I've been investigating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your tools, well, with an exception of your Ryobi <laughs> table saw that lasted 400 years. <laughs> yeah. You really should replace your tools like every, I don't know, anywhere between five to 10 years. Yeah. I got a table saw that's over 25 years old. Wow. And it's the stand that's shot. I, it was a craftsman table saw. They don't make this table saw anymore. Yeah. They had an accordion. Um, it had an accordion stand with a, which was cool. And it had a um, pouch, canvas pouch. So that all the debris would go. Go in there. Yeah. 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 You know, which was great. Yeah. But the stand is broken, so now I have to just go buy a regular tripod stand and mm-hmm. sit around there. Um, what was the point I was trying to get to right now? What was I talking about? What was I thinking about? Shit. God, I get too far ahead of myself. <laughs> what were we just talking about? We were we were talking about the sawzall. Oh, so and, you replaced your sawzall. Yeah. All right. So Lloyd has got a sawzall. Yeah. That's ancient. Yep. And it's missing a guy. Mm-hmm. And if you're using someone else's tool, which is like you shouldn't be because you right. don't know the tool. Yep. And there was a glitch in the tool that was missing a guy. Mm-hmm. Ben put his finger in in where the reciprocating part of the saw is. Mm-hmm. He didn't see it. And he took his finger off. Mm-hmm. The nasty took took half his nail off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was bled for three days. <laughs> yep, he yeah, did. he did. He did. And all I kept saying is, I got a newfound respect for that tool. <laughs> it's like, good. That is good. But you shouldn't even be using tools like like uh, skill saws. If your guide mm-hmm. won't retract and go back down, yeah, fix the re- fix the retraction on the saw, but don't use a saw at all. You will cut your finger. Mm-hmm. You will go to the hospital and you will get stitches mm-hmm. and you will do some serious damage to yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> no, agreed. You definitely, saw. like you said, you know, you you do want to change out your tools especially when, you know, the guides and things that are there to, you know, help protect you are no longer there. It's not a safe tool. I mean, you're used to it, so you probably feel, okay, yeah. I don't mind. You know, I, I know the feel of this tool, but, you know, like you said, anybody else who tries to use somebody else's tool, not good. I got an old Hitachi, one of the first minor Hitachis I've ever made. Mm-hmm. thing weighs about 4,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I still use it. It doesn't have a guide on the top of it anymore, yeah. a safety guide. Yeah. And you know, I'm looking at the thing. And it's like it's a it's a great it's a great tool. I hated the stand. I mm. got rid of it because every time I went to use the stand, 
I'd always take a chunk of flesh off of my out of my shoulder, my forearm. Like really, was, yeah, yeah, awful, awful stand that it had. Mm. It was just all all metal and sharp, and mm. it was like so. I got rid of it. Yeah, put a Dewalt on it. But really, I'm looking at the thing, and I'm like, I really should not have this on him. I should really throw it out. Yeah, it's just too dangerous. Yeah, I you know I can't have somebody using it. Something happen. Um, and that the Hitachi is a really really good has a really good miter saw. Mm-hmm. And lighter. Um, I was looking at it. Uh, I always got a really cool looking little guy, really cool looking thing. Hmm. And that would just, I mean, if you're not doing crown molding, right? What else do you need it for? You right. I mean, it's, it's and it slides. It's a sliding. The slide's uh, great. Sliding miter. Yeah. Yep. So you can do, you know, do baseboard and yep. do, you know, uh, colonial casement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's a great saw. Yeah. Hmm. Unless you, like, I was always intimidated by the Dewalt miter saw. Mm-hmm. Big one. Yeah. That's another thing. When you got to move those saws, they take up a lot of room they in your do. truck, yeah, in your trailer, yep, in your warehouse. Mm-hmm. Man, the stands take up a ton of room. Yeah, yeah. I like the more comp- you know compact, the better for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I prefer. Um, well, nobody has an older table saw than my father-in-law. So no, no. When your father was born, <laughs> the table saw was made <laughs> he, the same basically, day. Basically, yes. Yeah, yeah, and that. It it still has belts and pulleys and yeah. everything else. You have to like start the blade, push the blade, <laughs> kind of get it like going. That. It's kind of like a prop blade. You got to spin it quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My buddy's got a cement mixer. The same thing. Really? You got to you got to spin the pulley. <laughs> we use it at the cottage. It's so funny. <laughs> Tommy Benazia, baby, is a shout out to you yeah. and your forty year old road warrior. <laughs> that thing broke on us three times. Really? Oh, uh, put it back together. Uh, Keep uh, going. Get going. <laughs> Mix a bag. Just one bag at a time. Nice. Oh, my yeah. God. So we got half the cement on the slab, half on the ground. Keep on going. Kept on going. Spinning it. Spin it. You gotta spin it. Yeah. Get the switch. Spin it. And then get the, get the wheel going. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. I tried to talk my father-in-law into uh, battery-powered. Oh, no. I can't. No way. No. So he's like, so what do you have? I said, I have a battery-powered lawnmower. And he's like, how do you start it? I said, just push a button. You hold a button and another button and it starts. He's like, well, don't you miss the satisfaction of like pulling on the string and getting it going and stuff? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I guess, you, so, I guess you enjoy pulling the string and the thing kicks back and pulls, right? your, pulls your arm out of the socket. Right, exactly. Just love that, right? Yeah. Well, you got to yeah. pull it and it gets caught. And it's like, right. Pull your shoulder out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, you got gotcha. to keep old school. You can't, you can't go with the new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I'll ever be that old. I have those $3 landscaping lights you stick in the ground, the solo ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a silver one. Yeah. Caught it with my John Deere. Oh, no. Blew my tire right out. No. Because it's metal. Wow. I don't know what the hell I did, but it went. Came out the side. By the time I parked it, I was flat. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Big gout. Big really? gout to the tire. Oh, jeez. So, you know what? So I had to buy John. I, I thought I bought the same yeah. John Deere tires. No, of course. I bought a pair, thank God. Yeah. But they were different sizes. It's it's the same size tire, the same number, but it's a different style. So anyway, I had to change them. Yeah. And I had to go on. <laughs> I had to go online to figure out how to change the tire. Yeah. On these things. Yeah. It really isn't that hard. Okay. Um, is it like doing it on a car? Or? No, it's much easier. Much easier. Uh, you just got to jack the tire up, and they have these fake 
rubber. It's like a fake rubber nut that's on there. Mm. But if you pinch it and you pull it, you pull it off, and then it's a it's a a clip and a washer. Oh, okay. And yep. it's got a um. It's like that cotter pin thing. It's like a cotter pin. Yeah. Thing. But there's a thing inside. Oh, what do you call it? It's like a key. They call it a key, and it's a little black piece of steel. Mm-hmm. And you have to put that in the new tire, and it lines up on the axle, and you're going to slide it in. It's but it's got to be exact. Mm. Or, the, or the key won't go in. You know, you just, that's the thing you're going to fight with. Yeah. And then and then get the getting that pin back on. But you got to go online to see how it's done. And mm-hmm. even the guy who was doing it was screwing up. <laughs> but he finally got it. Yeah. He finally got it. But, oh my god. Yeah. Nice. So, I try to be as careful as possible. I've already changed the pulley on it. Really? Well, the the belt. This is this isn't that old, right? No, no, no. But the belt, I did something. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I'm not Bob McDonough. (laughs) I am not Bob McDonough. (laughs) I thought of him the other day. I was sitting outside, and my neighbor was mowing the lawn. Bang! I, you know, if if I walked over there and they had a pile of stones and they kept just running it over that's the pile it. of stones, that's what it sounded like until finally one was just too big and it just bam and it didn't run after oh, that. It was like, done. Like yeah, yeah, it was done. I was like, holy crap! What are you guys running over over there? Jesus. Oh yeah. I have a very green lawn, but it ain't because of the lawn. It's crabgrass. I got crabgrass. Oh. Well, at least you got a green lawn. Nobody else That's does. That's right. You know, it's it's holding the soil together. Yeah. yeah, nobody else does. Oh, my God. Uh, and we ain't getting green grass until next year. I know. It's just like, I'm so sad because the guy says, now you got to just cover it with a tarp and let it die, and then you're going <laughs> to scrape it out, and then you're going to reseed the whole thing. You have no idea how much that, that was just supreme hatred reseeding my lawn. Ugh. I hate that. So, yeah, you got to kill it all first and then reseed it. Yeah, strip it out and then start yeah. all over again. Ugh. Then we that was a lot feed. of week. That was a lot of work you guys did. A lot of work. Yeah. I was pissed. I was pissed. Topsoil huh. everything. Didn't take. Wow. Just took it over, man. Wow. Yeah, that crabgrass is nasty. You know what you should have on? You know what you should have on the show? Uh, True Green. Because I had them when I had the house in Clinton. Yeah. They were fucking, they were great. Really? Yeah. Hmm. My lawn looked great. They did some, and they used their organic. Mm-hmm. I really liked what they did. I yeah. was really happy with the as I was as I was driving away because I just sold the house and going to my other house. <laughs> yeah. Full of crabgrass. Yeah. <laughs> that was the hardest thing about that whole thing. Yeah. I worked so hard on that grass. I, I got that lawn. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. Okay, let's sell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Sure, why not? Why not? Uh in, in the same time, could you take those bamboo shoots and stick them under my fingernails? <laughs> Nice. Yeah. All right. Hey, so we got Lou Jean Kelly on the yeah, show next Lou week. Jean, if you guys remember, she came on and was talking about her house and you know, whether or not she was going to sell or what she was going to do. So she's going to fill us in as to what she ended up doing and what she's, what and she's, what she's got going on. Yeah. And how she's doing it. She's, she's doing it from the ground up. We thought, I thought you guys, guys and girls would like to hear exactly what she's doing. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to, um, she's going to check in with us. You know, from from weeks on end, where she's at, what she's got going on, the trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. the joys, the the successes and the nightmares, which we all go through. Right. So we'll have we'll have things to share. Nice. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. It'll be good to see her again. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. Please mm-hmm. tell your friends and family about Behind the Studs. And Jim and I'll see you next week. Next week. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.